scares me. Mark it. 2 Corinthians chapter number 3, verse 12. Somebody say hallelujah. If y'all like the way I look, the color ties I wear, make sure you see, make sure you see my sister on the end. Praise the Lord. Make sure she takes care of her past. Amen. I got a lot of cheerful givers in this house. This house is a cheerful giving. That's why today, when you leave the day, I don't have to tell you, don't run out to church today. We got barbecue ribs, barbecue chicken, hamburgers, hot dogs. Chili, soup, just come and celebrate. Hey, guess what? Jesus paid it all. Yeah, amen. That's why in this ministry we'll chill forgive us. So when you get out, everybody here today will be able to celebrate with us. Amen. All right. Now we let's get right into God's word. Second Corinthians. Chapter 3 and verse 12, when you get there, say amen. amen. All right, 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse number 12 says, Seeing then that you have such hope, we use great plainness of speech, not as Moses was put a veil of his face, that the children of Israel could not steadfastly look to the end of that which was abolished. But their mind were blinded, for until this day remained the same veil untaken away in the reading of the Old Testament which veil is done away in Christ. But even until this day, when the veil is read, the veil is upon their heart. Nevertheless, when they shall turn to the Lord, the veil shall be taken away. Now the Lord is their spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all with open face, beholding as in a glass, the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image, from glory to glory, even as by the spirit of the Lord. Now, what we're going to do now, we're going to give you our subject, we're going to pray. We're going to be talking about the day Christ is the end of that which is abolished. But we're going to name the day Christ is the end of the old world. Last week, we told you Christ is the end of that which is abolished. Well, we know what was abolished, the old world. Okay, so Christ is the end of the old world is what we're going to talk about today. Okay, now let's pray. Heavenly Father, we give you all the praise and all the glory and all the honor. We thank you now for the anointing of the Holy Spirit. We thank you for giving us your wisdom, your knowledge, your understanding, your grace, your mercy, your love, your faith, your favor. We bless you, Father, we praise you. Thank you for your righteousness. Thank you for making us righteous through your own death, burial, and resurrection. Our faith is in you, Lord Jesus, as our Lord through your death, burial, and resurrection. And Lord, we bless you now. We praise you. Lead and guide us now. Instruct us. Teach us. And Lord, help us. We bless you now. In your own precious blood and precious name we pray. All degree of that prayer said amen. amen. All right, now you can be seated in the presence of the Lord. So we want to give you all the praise, Lord, all the glory. Because, you know, Lord is, is good to us. Amen. Come on, look at somebody and say, the Lord is good to me. Right, he's very, he's, he's a good God, amen. We're so grateful to the Lord for everything he has done for us. Now, what we want to do today is we want to connect information. We are already on the second volume, which is tape number seven, eight, nine, ten. So every volume has six tapes. So we finished volume one. Volume two, we already talked about uh, part number 
uh, 1 and 2 was seeing the end. That was verse 12. We're going to put that on the screen. Uh, 2 Corinthians 3, 12. Seeing the end of that which is abolished. Now, Israel could not do that. Remember, Israel was in the Old Testament. You in the New Testament. Seeing the end of that which is abolished. Seeing that we use uh, search hope, we use great plans of speech. The next verse says they could not see. See, they could not see. And not as Moses was put a veil of his face, why did he do that? That the children of Israel could not satisfy to behold, look to the end of that which was abolished. Now, we gave you some things on the screen that has already been abolished. Uh, we want to make sure uh, we go into that. Now, we know we always got new people who, uh, when you're 13 years old, children, when they're 13 years old, when they come over here, they start doing what you're seeing behind the scene, cameras, things like that. That's what happened when they come over here. We got several people who have been raised up in this ministry, already have full-time jobs working in somewhere in media. They got their start right here. All right? So we train you here how to run a camera, how to run, how to put the words on the screen here, how to run cash registers. So if you're going to go get jobs, first thing they say, can you run a cash register? No, I don't know how to run. How you going to get the job? Our job is to make you ready when you leave here, saved, ready to go to work. Amen. Amen. That's, our, that's our intention. All right. On the other side, we have our children. So that's why we are a teaching ministry, and that's why we, we talk the way we do. I'm a teacher. That's why we provide for you on the other side, people who take care of your children. All right, they ch your children are going to already eat before you get over there. Amen. Amen. All right, so that's why you don't see the children over here. They're on the other side. All right, but we want you to enjoy the Word of God today, and you can get the CD, DVD uh, after your services, okay? Now, let's get right into God's Word. I just got through telling you something. We're going to go to that right now. I put, I put that on the screen. All these words have been abolished. Now, that's... that. I asked you what was abolished. So when we get to what, has, what is abolished, we gave you a definition of what it is. When something has been abolished, you, if you don't have this on the, on, when you buy the DVD, all this will be on your DVD. Put it into, say it with me. When you abolish something, you do what? Now, the Old Testament has been abolished. All right, all these things that people are using in their churches has been abolished. It's been put an end to make void, number three, destroy, fulfill. Now, this is all that Jesus did in this ministry. When the Bible said he fulfilled, that's what he did. We'll look at that next verse when we go to it. That's Matthew 24, 44. Not right now. Let's finish this. Matthew 24, 44. Fulfilled. Then he completed it. The next thing he did was finished, done away, accomplished. See, all that has been done. So what happens in a church is we, we, we got Old Testament mentality. That's why Paul told you to renew your mind because to renew the mind means you got to have a new mind. That's all renew means. You need a new mind. You can't use the old mindset and then understand the new covenant because the new covenant is not natural. The new covenant is spirit. And that's when we showed you that in 2 Corinthians chapter 3 already. Back at the verse 6, uh, same chapter, 2 Corinthians 3, 6. Uh, now, we're going to get into our teaching today, because we're talking about today, Christ is the end of the old world. Now, you have to know what the world is. I'm going to give you some definition for the world. 
because the world is not the planet in the Bible. Because the Bible said, for God so loved the planet. Can't be that, right? God so loved the world. Well, who did he love? God loved Israel. And he loved all those people who was not saved. Because Christ died for the world, didn't he? So he had to die for all the people not saved. So all those definitions was the term world. We're going to give you some. We're going to show you. Even the, even the Bible tells us uh, flesh is a world. All those wor- all the wor- words are world. Who also has made us able ministers. Now I'm showing you that the spirit is grace. The spirit that you, the ministration of the spirit, we, our service is called the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Who also has made us able ministers. See, he's the only one that can do it for us. Of the New Testament, not of the letter, because the word letter means law, but of the Spirit. Do you see that word now? He made us able ministers of the Spirit. Well, what do you make of able ministers of? Of the New Testament. Let me read it again. Who also made us able ministers of the New Testament. Not of the letter, but of the Spirit. So he made us able ministers of what? Once again, he made us able ministers of the New Testament. Not of the letter, but of the Spirit. So what is the Spirit? I'm just trying to show you, tell you right there in the Word, but you have to be able to read. You have to know how to read. I was an English professor, so it's easier for me. But you got to know how to read. King James always put the answer in the verse you need. He'll give you two things in there. He'll give you the New Testament, then he'll give you the Spirit. Then he'll tell you the letter killeth, the letter's the law. Then he said the Spirit give life. So when you read the New Testament, you're supposed to get life. You can't get life if I don't preach the New Testament. That's why when the New Testament fulfillment of one word means Christ. Christ is the New Testament. So when I, what, what, why did Jesus come? Look at John 10 and 10. See, Jesus came that you may have life. Well, you don't get life if I teach you the Old Covenant. And the Old Covenant consists of, and I'm going to show you uh, Hebrews 6 and 1, which is the old foundation. I'm going to show you the old foundation. I'm going to show you the new foundation. Old Testament had his own foundation, and New Testament got his new foundation. Who also made us able ministers. We just got through seeing that. So now you want to be able to go to John 10 and 10. Right. The gospel, the gospel of St. John chapter 10. That's one of the reasons why we have our young people to, to start in the back when they're young, and they go all the way to 13, because when they get 13 years old, they know all the books of the Bible. Just like that. I'm not looking, I know it, I'm just talking about our children on the side. They know all the books of the Bible. Genesis, Revelation. They can stand up and quote them. How many got children on the other side? They know what I'm talking about. No kids can stand up and quote the whole new Genesis, Revelation. And then they know all the presidents. I'm not talking about you on this side. I'm talking about the other side. <laughs> then they know all the states. It's in the United States. That's what those children, they know it all. They learn scriptures every week. Somebody say amen. amen. So we take care of our children here. Just want you to understand that. But we are teaching ministry. What you are being taught over here, our children are being taught over there. Okay, let's move on. All right, now, the thief come but to steal, kill, and destroy. Now, Jesus said this, so the thief was the law. On the law, if I teach you the law, 
The law come to steal, kill, and destroy. I just showed you the letter killeth. The thief come to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus says, but I'm come that you might have life. If I don't teach you a new covenant, you can't have life. And that you might have it more abundantly. Now, I gave you five things. I don't know that they have those five things back there. I gave you five things that has the Bible, that we have chased the whole time to show you that the Lord has fulfilled. Five things, and I started out with the law. So if they don't have them back there, you can put them down. If you don't have them, you can write them down. Number one, he fulfilled the law. So when you read Romans chapter 5, 6, 7, 8, everyone is in order. He, he, he fulfilled the law. He fulfilled sin. He fulfilled death. He also did what? Fulfilled the grave. See, he went to the ground in the grave, hell, and then he also defeated the devil. So you got to know that those things were called the old world. Because let's go to, thank you, got him saved, delivered from sin, the law of sin, death, and hell, and Satan, okay? You've been saved. That's what, when you've been saved, you've been delivered from these things. All right, now, let's show you that in Scripture. Let's go to Romans chapter 8, start verse 1. Remember when he gave you, when he gave you Romans 5, 6, 7, 8, that's what he was teaching you. But in Romans chapter 8 starts out with, there is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. You can only get into the new world by getting in Christ. When you get in Christ, you get in the spirit. You can't get in the spirit. So that's why people are trying to teach you that you got to be baptized in water in Jesus' name. That's why I gave you Hebrew chapter 6. I'm going to teach you that. You can't get baptized in water and get in the spirit. That which is flesh is flesh. That which is spirit is spirit, and water ain't spirit. Okay, I can't wash you off with water. If somebody told me that, I, have, I didn't have to worry about how I can, I can have all the children I wanted, just get them washed with water. It don't work that way. All right. Here we go. There is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. The word condemnation is judgment. So there's no judgment to them that are in Christ Jesus who walked out of the flesh but out of the spirit. See, because you're in the spirit. Then it says, verse number two, for the spirit of life, the law of the spirit of life is in Christ Jesus. That's where you're at. You are in Christ Jesus. He made you free from the law of sin and death. Made you free from two things. What were they? The law, the law of sin and death. Now, those, that law of sin and death, you saw that when you watched the Ten Commandments, didn't you? if you know what you watch. Because Janus and Jambres threw down two rods and Moses' rods swallowed them up. So that's why the, why the Bible used the word swallowed up, sin and death. Why? Because the, the next verse said Romans chapter 8 and 3, not only that, but what the law could not do. See, the law couldn't give life. So if I, you got to know what the law is. Water baptism is the law. Communion is the law. This is what they did in the Old Testament. Moses in the tabernacle had a table of showbread. They had that in the Old Testament. They had a baptism pool called the lava where all the priests had to wash. And that's why Jesus was water baptized because he was the sacrifice and you had to wash the sacrifice. Every animal that's going to be sacrificed had to be washed. 
And Jesus had to be washed because he was the sacrifice. That's Ephesians 5, 1 and 2. He was the sacrifice. He had to be washed. And John the Baptist had to wash him because John the Baptist was the priest. Go check it out. John the Baptist's daddy was in the Zechariah. He was over the priesthood. John the Baptist was of that lineage, the priest. So that's why he qualified to water baptize Jesus. So that's what you must understand. Everything was done is type of the shadow. Okay, now let's follow me on the screen because I got to go somewhere. Keep, that, keep my word up there. For what the law could not do, I'm going to show you Galatians 2.21 and Galatians 3.21 after this. The law could not give life. What the law could not do, I'm showing you right now what it couldn't do. Because I'm going to go to it in a minute, Galatians 2.21, Galatians 3.21. But Paul says here, what the law could not do, I'm telling you what the law could not do was give life. So he's not using it here. He just said what the law could not do because it was weak through the flesh. God sent his own son because his own son, the only one give you life. So he says what the law could not do is that it was weak through the flesh. God sent his own son in the likeness of sin for flesh. What did he come for? For sin. See, people still think, don't think he got rid of sin. See, there's a sin noun and there's a sin adjective. Or ad, uh, I mean, a verb or adjective. That's things, adjective and verb, is what you do. That is called the works of the flesh. But the noun, he got rid of that. See, that's sin. He came for sin. He condemned sin in the flesh. All right, I told you about that last week. It's just like if a bee bit Jesus, he has no more sting. We went through that in 1 Corinthians 15. Oh, Death with thy sting. Amen? All right. For what the law could not do, I read that already. Next verse, right? That the righteousness, why did he do it? That the righteousness of the law. See, there's two sides to the law. There was good and evil. See, that's why the law was what animate of the tree of knowledge. That was the law, but it had good and evil. God never wanted you to know evil because evil is a devil. Somebody gave me a thing today that if you turn the devil's name around, you'll get living. D-E-V-I-L. Pardon? Live. Or live it, which I will. That the righteousness of the law might be fulfilling us. Why? God's righteousness is fulfilling us. Because now we walk out the spirit, not the flesh. So you have to understand that's why he did. Now Galatians 2, 21, we're going to pop, we're going to go, I got a long way to go. Galatians chapter 2 and verse 21 told you what the law could not do. Here it is. Paul said, I do not frustrate the grace of God. If righteousness came by the law, otherwise if I had to do something to be righteous, that's what law means, you have to do something. If I had to do something to be made righteous, then Christ is dead in vain. Galatians 3, 21. See, if Christ, if you have to do something to be right, that's why people are telling you, you get water baptized, you'll be right with God. Have you been baptized? Then you got this group over here, were you baptized in Jesus' name? And then you got these over here with the evidence to speak. See, all oh, they got the whole line. And none of that's your salvation. And then they put down the other group, said, no, you got to be baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. See, it ain't nothing but a big argument. And nobody's right there. Baptism is not the way you save, you save at the cross. That's why Jesus is called the only Savior. Amen. 
You don't have no water savior. You don't can't buy no savior water. Amen. Well, I know folks say water, but you know. <laughs> Galatians 3.21 says, Is the law then against the promises of God? God forbid, or certainly not. For if there had been a law given, see, here it is. If there had been a law given which could have given life, then he's going to tell you what life is, then righteousness should have been by the law. So otherwise, righteousness and life is the same word. All right? Now, let's get it to go. Let's go to work. Let's go to work. Only give me what I ask for. All right. Now, Hebrews 6 and 1. Let's get into the word. Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 1. Now, in Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 1, gave you the old foundation. This is what people are trying to offer you in the church. What I'm showing you, Christ is the end of the world. We're going to show you Romans 10, 4 after this. But Christ is the end of the world. The world is all the stuff that was natural. I gave you a definition this morning for the world. I don't know if you still got that up. The world. All this stuff that God gave us was called the world. There are definitions for the world. I'm going to give you that just a moment. I thought I gave you some this morning. I will get back. The word flesh is the world. You can write these down. The word flesh is the world. The word temporal. When something is temporal, it's natural. See, always the world is natural. It's not eternal. See, if it's the world, it's not eternal. And then I'm going to show you the field is the world. And about all these things in the world, see, the defi God definition is not the same thing. When people talk about, uh, write that verse down, I'm going to give it to you, and that's Romans 8, 6. We're going to go to those kind of verses later. All right, let's go what, what I have right now. It's best just to write down what I give you, scripture. Just write them in order and go back to the first one. Let's go to work. Hebrews 6, 1. Watch what he, remember Hebrews was taught by Paul, but it was to the Hebrews. We can learn from that because this is what he told them, because they were under the law, not us. Therefore, leaving the principles, what principles mean teaching, or the first teachings. That's why you go to a high school, the first part you look for is the principle. Therefore, leaving the principle of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on to perfection. Now, he's talking to the Jewish believer. Go on to perfection. Now, we know who that is. That's Christ, right? But then he's going to tell them, the old foundation, not laying again the foundation. Then he's going to name them, not laying again the foundation, number one, of repentance from dead works. Why? Don't, you don't need that no more. Let's see why. We come right back here. Let's go to Hebrew 9.14. I gave you that this morning. I didn't get a chance to turn to it. Why you don't want the foundation of repentance no more? Because that's all the Christ's work. See, what happened is Christ already came and finished his work. We don't want to accept it because we still see people walk through the church with an incense thing in their hand, and we think that's, that's supposed to be for us today. No, that's Old Testament because that's what Aaron did. The Leviticus priesthood, they had to make sure, and the Bible would tell you that the incense was the prayers of the saints. So that's what, that's what they think they're doing is spreading the prayers of the... That's Old Testament. They're stinking up the church. <laughs> I'm just telling like it is, just like foot washing. 
You're just stinking up the church. That's, that's Old Testament. See, people, somebody got to tell you the truth. See, God put us on YouTube. He put us on, on what are we, podcasts? All these different media things. So we got to, we not only just to be cool, we want to get the word out. Amen. Amen. That's why we're here. Ain't no shame in my game. Amen. Amen. I listen to my own messages. Amen. How much, watch what he said, Hebrew 9, 14. How much more shall the blood of Christ, somebody said the blood of Christ. Blood Come on, bump somebody said the blood of Christ. The blood of Christ, watch how the blood of Christ operated. Through the eternal spirit. See, God to have the Holy Ghost. Through the eternal spirit, he offered himself without spot to God. Christ died on the cross, offered himself without spot to God. What did he do it for? He purged your conscience. See, when sin came into the world, he came into Adam's conscience. That's another word for heart. See, he did not eat a banana. He did not eat a strawberry. All of those stuff ain't number food. He did he eat an apple. Wasn't a pear. Wasn't a grape. It was a none of them. He ate of the tree of knowledge. Did you hear what the words say? He didn't say he ate of a tree of apple, orange, or pear. See, people got this old stuff in places. All that ain't number. Huh? Religion. Think that's a good word. How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit off himself without spot to God, he purged our conscience, from, watch this, from dead works. He purged our, Christ did that. He purged our conscience from dead works to serve the living God. So that's why when you go back to Hebrews 6, go back to Hebrews 6 and 1 again, he said, therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go into perfection, not laying again. And the first one he's going to name is repentance from dead works. Because that's the first thing people told me, have you repented, brother? You can't get saved until you repent, brother. See, he's going by Acts 2.38. Go to Acts 2.38. I already know where he's coming from when he, when he talks about repent. That person go to a church where you teach water baptism for salvation. And that's Old Testament. The New Testament did not begin to the book of Romans. The New Testament is not the book of Acts. The, book of, the New Testament is not Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. It is connected on a book because Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John is Jesus' ministry. And then you have the book of Acts, which is the, what is it? Transition. I know you're telling about it. I need you to pick it up a little bit. Come, you know what it is. See, that's a minister's wife there. She's a minister there. So I, that's why I, I would expect her to come on. Trans, transition book. It's a transition from the old to the new. It's how you got from Peter, James, and John, and Paul took over the relay. Transition, going from law to grace. But the doctrine was given to the apostle Paul, which he wrote the book of Romans. He did not write the book of Acts. Amen? He wrote the book of Romans. That's the, that's the first book you're going to get to, and that book was, would connect you from the death of Apostle Paul into the New Covenant, which was around AD 64. All right, let's, let's go. If you look at Romans, you should be somewhere in there. Then Peter said to them, repent. See, that's Peter's ministry. So that's what you get when you get the apostolic churches, Pentecostal churches, and a lot of churches. They got the repentance cause. See, the New Covenant, what repent means, change your mind. Jesus came and preached repentance, but he was telling them, you got to change the way you think. That's the new covenant word for repentance. It don't mean you do something, you got to change the way you think. 
because you've been going by the law for salvation. I come with another kingdom, which is the gospel of the kingdom. He told them to change your mind. That's what Jesus was telling them. But once Paul came, you got to change your mind again because you're going from the gospel that came to the gospel of Christ, which is a different gospel. Under the gospel of the kingdom, you just believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God. You believe who he is to be saved. That's the gospel of the kingdom. When you read the book of John, chapter 20, verse 30 and 31, you can write these things down, and we go to it in a minute. But let's go back to Acts chapter 6. I'm sorry, Hebrews 6. Hebrews 6 and 1. Therefore, leaving, have we left this ministry we have? We lost some people too. But they sure didn't want to put down that baptism. They ain't baptized. Then you got preachers to put you down. They ain't baptized over no more. They ain't even the church. Listen, the church ain't the walls. The people's the church. That's why people are waiting for you, right, waiting on right now, waiting on Christ to come. So, but we got to get the temple built first. Got to get the temple built first. Don't worry, I'm going to put them out. Amen. I love my kids. All right. Therefore, leaving the principle of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on to perfection. Let's go where? To perfection. You always got to walk children. See, they can sit for so long, but you have to get them walk around. You've been a child before. You're not going to sit in that seat all day like you are right now. You got to play. So you have to get them up, walk them around, let them play, then bring them back. Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go into perfection, not laying again the foundation. See, he's telling you what the old foundation is. Here it is. Repentance from dead work, number one. Faith towards God, number two. Doctrine of baptisms, number three. See, people tell you right now, you're baptized in Jesus' name. Doctrine of baptism, number next. Laying on a hand, number four. Resurrection of the dead, number five. Eternal judgment behind the, behind the thing with children. All right, here we go. Doctrine of baptism, laying on the hand, with resurrection of the dead, eternal judgment. See, all that's been done. Old foundation, don't lay it again. And yet, you know what? People tell you today, you got to be baptized to be saved. Got to take communion to be saved. No, when you take communion, you know what you tell the people? You still got sin. When you take communion, that's what they're telling you. You still got sin. When you get water baptized, you know what they're telling you? You still got sin. The cross didn't, wash, the cross didn't get rid of all of it. The blood washed you, but come over here, I'm going to wash you again. See? That's what people are doing and calling it something. I don't know what they call it. Ain't no grace. You were saved by grace at the cross. Amen? Now, let's get into work. Let's get into what the Word of God teaches today. We got like a half hour. Okay? So this morning we went into talking about the end. We're done with that. So we got into something this morning. I'm not going back through that anymore. This morning teaching, you need to get Matthew. We went through Matthew 24. We went through 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. We went through 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Let's go now to 1 Corinthians 15, 20 through 28. This is going to be done in the NLT. 1 Corinthians 15, 20 through 28. We are teaching out of what? NLT. And those who don't know, that's the New Living Translation. I know you know all that stuff, but I just have to tell you. Thank you. 
You know, when I was coming up as a young minister, I've been in ministry now 40 years, and I always remember preachers say, over there in John, over there in Luke, but he never said a scripture. Just turn over there in Luke, we're going to be talking about this for a few minutes. So I'm right here in Luke waiting like, what about? That's as far as he gave me, over there in Luke. So I'm not going to do you like that. Amen. I'm not going to say, you've heard that before. A familiar scripture. We're going to talk about this. I know all y'all heard that before, but we're going to turn over here to this. I ain't never heard that. When he got through, I know I never heard it. This is a joke, okay? All right. Let's go into the word. Are you found that back there yet? First Corinthians 15. Now, I'm reading this out of NLT. First Corinthians. Did I say chapter 15, right? All right, we're going to look at verse 20. Now, I don't know if we have the... Yeah, okay, I can do that. But mine's a little, little different, so I want to read the one on the screen. That way we all be together. Now, he says, but in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead. Now, I told you this morning, there's only one resurrection because the resurrection is a person, not just an event. But... When Jesus rose from the dead, I showed you that everybody from the old covenant all the way from Noah and the people who died in the flood, all of those people were raised from the dead when Jesus was raised from the dead. That's the first thing I said to you. Now, I asked somebody to find me that in the book of Peter. We're going to look at it a little bit today. Then I said to you, there was a resurrection from the dead of the church of God that's why you have the book of Revelation. Now that resurrection happened when Jesus came back. Now I know folks today tell you Jesus is going to come. I want to personally say that's a lie. You don't know the scripture. Because Jesus came back during the days of the apostle Paul and got the church of God and I got the book because it said in Revelation chapter 7 is he came back for the 144,000. And they was all the children of Israel. So that resurrection, there's a resurrection of Jesus. There's two natural resurrections. The first was when Jesus rose from the dead. I'm going to show you in the word. And then there was a resurrection when he came back for them, who was the church of God. And then the resurrection from the dead in Christ. See, you've been raised from the dead. That's how you're born of the Spirit. That's why the Bible said, if you be risen with Christ, Colossians 3, 1, right? So you are a new creation in Christ. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. All right, so that's the three. three, three. But let's start here and show you here, and then we're going to work toward it. We got some ways to go. We don't finish the day. Next Sunday, I'll get on it again. But in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead. He is the first of the great harvest of all who have died. He's the first. So you see, just as death came in the world through a man, now the resurrection from the dead has begun through another man. So, so through Adam, death came into the world. Through Jesus Christ, resurrection. So we were raised from the dead through one man. All right? Just as everyone dies... Before, because we all belong to Adam. So that's why we got death. We only got death. That's why I gave you Romans 8 and 6. 
it says to be, don't turn to it, we're not going that right now. To be carnally minded is death. So Adam died because he ate of the tree of knowledge of good and evil and it corrupted his soul. Now he had good and evil in his soul. Now he could not be with the Lord forever. He could have eaten of the tree of life and lived forever. Now you all know that, right? That's in the book of Genesis, chapter 1 through chapter 3. Just as everyone died because we all belong to Adam, everyone who belonged to Christ will be given new life. Now that word new life is eternal life. How long is it? Right. So if you're not saved, you have eternal death. You would die forever. Your soul will die forever. But if you're in Christ, your soul will live forever. Okay, that's the eternal life, eternal death. But there's an order to this resurrection. Christ was raised at the first of the harvest. See, that's what happened at the cross. That's the first of the harvest. Now, let's go, let's go right there and come right back. And let's show you 1338. Christ was raised at the first of the harvest. Now, if you know what the word harvest is, then you know what had just started. That's why I said Christ is the end of the old world. All right. I'm coming over here. Y'all help me out now. Don't let me have to pat y'all down y'all come through the door. <laughs> All right, y'all done? Okay. Okay, here we go. Okay, here we go. Now, remember that word just said about the end of the harvest, right? Can you put that back up there before you go to Matthew 13, 38? Now, read, you got to keep up with me here now. But there's an order to the resurrection of Christ who was raised at the first of the harvest. The first of the harvest. Christ was raised at the first of the harvest. But what was the harvest? So now, he was raised at the first of the harvest. See, the harvest had started. Then he said, then all who belong to Christ will be raised when he come back. So he started the resurrection at the harvest being the first. But then when he come back, he would raise all them from the dead who had believed in him. See, remember, there was nobody else in the ground. Once he got up from the dead, everybody from the Old Testament, from Genesis, Noah, all the way to, uh, to, to Lazarus, dumb people got up with him. So, so nobody was in the ground anymore. Now he's going to leave and come back. But when he come back, all those who had died... That's why now Paul is going to teach us what happened to all those people who have died, believing in Christ since he's been gone. We're going to show you that. See, all that's it is, is what people have been fussing about that they don't know about. All right, I'm still waiting on you to, to, to jump out here because I, I, I got to go today. Matthew 13, 38 told you the field is the world. What is the world? The field, another definition. Now, the only reason was the field because when we started way over here 6,000 years ago, we had Adam and Eve, but they was in a garden. But when a garden not kept up, you, you'll get it. 
when you don't cut your yard, you, you can see it, okay. It become a field, right? But the field now turned into the world. Then he told you the good seed are the children of the kingdom. These are in the world, the good children. Those were the children of Israel. They were the good seed. And then, but they had tails who didn't believe in God. Now, remember when you read Matthew 25, he told you when he come back, he's going to separate the wheat from the tails. That's why that's there. The wheat would be the children of the kingdom and the tails would be all that at the end of the world. When you read Matthew 25, that's your homework for, the, for this weekend. All right. The fields of the world, the good seed of the children of the kingdom are waiting on you now. Okay. Then he said, the enemy that sows them is a devil. Now, I showed you this morning, there's no devil. There are demons, but there's no devil in the new covenant. He was destroyed in the old covenant because that is the fulfillment of Dagon. Write that down, that's your homework. That was Judges chapter 6, Samson. Samson. Samson died in the house of the Philistine while they was worshiping their god, Dagon. All right? Then you want to also read with that. Make sure I give you the right chapter because this is going to be your homework. We're going to get into it next week, but I don't want you to come in here saying Abba. Okay, then you're going to read Judges chapter 16. Next, that's what you're going to read. Judges chapter 16. And then you're going to read the first. Just read the chapter, huh? Right. Now, also you're going to put with that first Samuel, chapter 5, right? All right. Those two books. Because Dagon is in both of those chapters. Now, you know how, watch this, how did Dagon die and where was he? When Samson, how many have seen, read the book? If you got an iPhone, he's trying to get you to see Samson on your iPhone all the time. Cut your iPhone on, he said, Samson, here's the story. You keep moving to something else. You never read Samson. All those Bible stories are free on iPhone. Oh, Lord. And move on. How many know them right? If you got an iPhone, they come up at you. You go to YouTube, first thing you going to see is Samson. I don't want no Samson. I want to see what everybody's doing. You need to see read Samson. That's what I'm talking about today. Well, how did Samson, how did Samson die? That's what I'm trying to tell you. I don't. You had to at least see Samson one day. You, know, you ever heard of Samson Delilah? How did Samson die? He, I'm not going to worry. I'm not going to bother you. That means you have to be getting that word, right? See, Samson was... They put his eyes out. Remember, because he fell in love with a woman called Delilah. She turned him in. Got his hair cut off. Got his little dreadlocks cut off. <laughs> now, he got eyes put out. He was grinding at the mill, but the Philistine took him captive. Now, he's a type of Christ. So how did he die? He died in the Philistine house where they was honoring their God, Dagon. So they brought Samson in as they God has given them victory over Samson. So Samson got between two pillars and he's going to push down the pillars and everything you're going to see Dagon fall because he was the God of a, ain't no more, no more the concrete, going to fall, break all up. Now, 
that was a type of Christ defeating Dagon in his own house. See, what happened when Jesus came back, Thessalonians told you that there's going to be a, uh, the man of sin. He's going to be in the temple of God, acting like he's God. And when the Lord is going to destroy him at the brightness of his coming, so God's going to kill him in the temple. You, you know all that, right? When you, when you read this, you're going to know all that, right? And then the other thing I showed you was when they brought Dagon in the house, they had the Ark of the Covenant. So they put Dagon in the same place where they had the Ark of the Covenant. They came there that morning, Dagon had fallen down on his face. So they put Dagon back up. Ain't nothing but, ain't, ain't, ain't nothing but some concrete. So they pushed him back up so he could stand up again, but they didn't realize they got the Ark of the Covenant there because the Philistines had taken the Ark of the Covenant. So they came back the next morning, Dagon's head was cut off, arm was cut off. He wasn't nothing but a stump. That's what the Bible says. Then they realized, we got, a, we got him in here with this ark. <laughs> See, the ark, bad boy. <laughs> the glory of God was on that ark. Huh? Amen. That's why you got to understand you're the temple of God and the glory of God lives inside of you, and that's why you can't just do anything you want to do no more. Amen. All right, he's still bad. Okay. Now, you read that. Now, where am I at now? I went through all that. Just... All right. The enemy that sold them, that's why I'm Matthew 13, 39. Watch this. The enemy that sold them is the devil. Now, what I said to you, the devil is already defeated. See, I know people go, hey, praise the Lord, but he really is. Let's go to Hebrew 2, 14. See, you got to know what happened in the word. If you don't know what happened in the word, I think I got one in 2 Timothy 1 also talked about this. But I want to but the Hebrew, Hebrew told me that in 214. See the devil's already been defeated. Jesus came and already destroyed him. There ain't no devil in the new covenant. So I'm going to give you I'm going to spend a little time here called church folk. I got the devil under my feet. Hallelujah. You got them church folk. You know. They spend all their time stamping on the floor Think they stomp, stomp, stomp on it. I had one guy told me, he said, just, just stomp that devil. Just stomp that. Stomp that devil. He's just praising. Stomp. I'm going like, you ain't stomping no devil. But all of those stupid stuff. Watch this. Church stuff. Religion, religion. For as much then as children of partake of the flesh and blood, Christ also himself likewise took part of the same. Why did he come in the flesh? That he might destroy him. That ain't no good word. Annihilate. Finish. Put an end to him that had the power of death. He had the power of death. How many of you know what the power of death is? Some of y'all, I told you, I showed it to you. We're going to go to it. I'll show it to you again for the last time. First Corinthians 15, not now. Write it down. We put it in line. First Corinthians 15. Was 54 through 58. We're going to show you what's, what the power of death is. So you got to know this stuff. When, you, when you, you're going to live in this life, you got to know your rights. That's why you don't go nowhere and sit up in church where nobody can teach you something. You spend a whole hour and you learn nothing. I guarantee you, you wouldn't pull that on the University of Michigan. You go to the University of Michigan, the University of all these, Oakland University, all these people, you spend all that money? 
How much does it cost for college education today for one year? Anybody know? 25000 This man knows he got children in college. How much is it? 25000 That's just tuition. That's tuition, room and board. 25000 in one year. That's not your books. Now you tell me this. If you sent your children to college, what are you expecting? If you're spending $25,000, $30,000 a year, you might not come and talk about no armor. I'm waiting for you to get your degree so you can get your job and take care of us. How many degrees you got, daughter? How many degrees you got? Two degrees, what are they? Master, you got your master yet? Which one you got? You got the what? The social and the and your bachelor's, both of them. How many languages you speak? No, you speak more than two languages. <laughs> hey, come on, mainly two. Huh? That's one of my daughters over there. But that's my point. When you're gonna go to college, man, you're going to get your degree. Amen. You ain't playing around. What's Sister Shirley? So that's my administration over there. How many degrees you got, girl? Don't come with no four, because you had them. Six, she got six degrees. How many, how many masters you got? She got two masters. That girl got six degrees. Huh? I know we got the doctor sitting there. I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna bother the doctor. He has two, he has two degrees. That's what I mean. But were you playing around when you sit up in that school? Well, no playing around, no. Spend that kind of money? I ain't got no time to play with you. I want to get my degree. But you know what? When you get out, you're going to get a good job. You got how many kids in the college right now? She got three. You got, you got, you got three colleges. That's one of the girls right there. I think you just rolled up on something. What, what, what you got your new job? What is it? You got accepted where? In nursing school already. That's all I'm talking about. That's all I'm talking about. But the key is, there ain't no time to play. These kids right now, they got a mind for this. And they got to get it now. You don't want to wait till you get my age. My kid, and you guess what? Then we got kids and grandkids. And Papa, help me with this. I can't. I don't, boy, what you are taking now, in the seventh, sixth, and seventh grade, I had it in 12th grade. Do y'all know how, that's how far we are. That's why they cheer, then you got to go get your bigger, bigger daughters and bigger girls, say, come help him. Y'all help them out. I can't, I can't do nothing for you, boy. Amen. They taking the algebra in sixth grade, fifth grade. You okay? Okay. The field is the world. Now, there's another verse out for that. It says in Matthew 13, 38, that's where you are. You always got to write stuff down. A pencil is better than you remember. And Matthew 13, 38 told you the field is the world. The field is the world. The good seed is the children of the kingdom. But the towns are the children of the wicked one. Next verse. The enemy that sold them is the devil. I told you that God had done, with, done away with the devil. That's why I was Hebrew 2.14. Remember that? 
Now y'all look at me like. The harvest is what I want to show you this verse. I'm going to go back to Hebrew 2.14. I don't think we finished that. But the harvest is what? I need you to talk to me now. I need you to talk to me. What is the harvest? Say it loud. The harvest, the end of the world. Okay, so when I get back to my verse, then I'm going to show you what he just said about the harvest. It had to be the end of the world. That's what he just told you, the harvest, the end of the world. He's the same man who said both. The harvest is the end of the world. And then the reapers are the angels, which you will find in Revelation 14. We're not going there, but that's how you have to understand. Then people tell you, the book of Revelation ain't finished. We write about in the fourth chapter. How are you going to be in a chapter? That's how they told me. We're in the fourth chapter. You know why? Because the fourth chapter, verse 1 says, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day, and I heard him say, come up here. Because that's where we're at. We, we're with the Lord now, sitting in heavenly places. He told us, come up here. I ain't got no business teaching nobody no Bible. You got folks that just need to sit down. Like mom used to tell me, sit down and shut up. <laughs> Here we go. Let's go on. Now, show you the devils are short. The enemy of the end of the world. That's what I'm showing you. So you want to go to Hebrew 2.14, and then you want to go back to where I was teaching from. I know y'all got that, right? Mm-hmm. For as much then as children of partakers of flesh and blood, Christ himself... Likewise, took Paul the same. Why did he do it? That he might destroy him that had the power of death. He destroyed him. He destroyed him that had the power of death. I'm waiting on you to roll it now, right? All right. That is the devil. He destroyed him that had the power of death. That is the devil. And then he delivered them who through fear of death all their lifetime suffered the buttons. All right, now let's go back to where we were before. Uh, he took not on himself the nature of angel, but took on himself the seed of Abraham. Now, I was at 1 Corinthians 15. I started with verse 54. We're going to go to 54, but we have to finish verse 22, 28. I got to finish that because I got to go to 15. First Corinthians, no, you're okay. But we got to go to 1 Corinthians 15. 22, 28 first. Then we're going to skip down to 1 Corinthians 15, verse 50. 4 through 58. I'm just saying that so they can write it down back there. You don't write it down, you ain't going to get it. Why do I know that? When the Lord gave me my message sometime, it's 2 o'clock in the morning. And when I was a young preacher, I always tell the Lord, just hold that right there in the morning and I'll write it down. <laughs> Anybody been there? I got up that next morning, I said, oh, no, Lord, what were you talking about last night? <laughs> I never got the message. Oh, I mean, some good message. But I thought he going to hold on to me right there. When I get up, I'm going to get it. No, you ain't. You're going to get up right now. You're going to write it down. If not, you're not going to remember it tomorrow. That's why I'm up all time of the night. My wife will tell you, we both were saying, well, she like, I'll be right back. That's both of us. Am I right, honey? Lord, wake us up. We got to get out. Get, I see you're gone. She said, I'm out of here. I'm talking about what time? This morning, 3 o'clock? I'm getting ready to come here. She's going, getting ready to go in and get in the word. Three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> All right, here we go. But now, 1 Corinthians 15, 20. Now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruit of them that slept. Remember that word harvest? Don't forget it. We are reading the NALT. Isn't that right? All right, that's what we're supposed to be on. I don't know what you're on. 
That's King James. Remember I told you? NLT. Here it goes. But in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead. He is the first of a great harvest. Remember that word harvest? So what was the word harvest? I gave you a definition. Harvest is in the world, right? So he's the first of the great harvest. So that's the end of the world. I'm going to show you other scriptures. That was the end of the world. Write down Hebrews 9 26. We're not going to go to it now. Just write it down. But in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead. He is the first of a great harvest of all who have died. Of all who have died. He's talking about all no covenant. From Genesis down to Malachi. All right? So you see, just as death came into the world through a man, now the resurrection from the dead has begun, has begun 2,000 years ago through another man. I'm just polite. I don't want to say nothing, but you have to look and see I'm done. Just as everyone dies because we all belong to Adam, everyone who belongs to Christ will be given new life. But there's an order. Somebody said there's an order. See, there's an order to this resurrection. There's an order. Here's the order. Christ has, was raised at the first of the harvest. Wait a minute. Harvest is the end of the world. Christ was raised at the first of the harvest, at the beginning of the period when the end of the world started. Then all who belong to Christ will be raised when he come back. All right, that's very important because this was 2,000 years ago. That's why you have faith to believe what God has done. People teach you what God going to do. That's prophecy. You are not in prophecy. You are in revelation. You're in the ministry of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit don't prophesy. See, we're going to get into that in this teaching. You still got people in the administration of the Holy Spirit getting up. Don't mean you can't pray in the Spirit. It's fine. And then you said, this is what the Lord said. Thus said the Lord. And you sit down somewhere. That's prophecy. The Lord has spoken. You're not in the ministry of the Lord anymore. You're in the ministry of the Holy Spirit. The Lord is not going to give you pastors in the new covenant and then the church say what God wants to say. Hmm. And he gave apostles, prophets, vangers, pastors, and teaching for the perfection of the saints, for the edification, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come into the Use of the faith, and then he's gonna have somebody in the church give and say, This is what the Lord said. The Lord says, Sit down. <laughs> See, I got a teaching on that. That's what so, so we got people sit up in the church, they think that's right. She's just anointed, then she walks up to the way. How am I just take over the service? The man up here ministering, just take over. Then say, Everybody be quiet because they hear the word from the Lord. He ain't a word from the Lord. Sit down somewhere. That's a word from you. And it controls the church. See, you need to read 1 Corinthians chapter 3. I'm sorry, chapter 13. The last verse. Most people never get there. See, all this stuff is in order. I don't know who I am right now. Y'all just have to help me. Oh, here we go. Verse 24. We're in what verse? We, now, we are in, we're in the NL, NLT, right? Yes. All right. And after that, the end will come. 
Back that verse up. But there's an order to the resurrection of Christ who, raised, who, who was raised at the first of the harvest. Then all who belong to Christ will be raised when he come back. Now remember, it started 2,000 years ago. Are you telling me he hasn't done anything in 2,000 years? He's not, he's not talking to you. Because watch this. Everything had to be done in order. Now, he's going to raise the rest when he come back. Let's see did he do it. After that, the end will come. So I know the end and Christ coming back for the church is the end. I'm going to show it to you in the Word. When he will turn the kingdom over to God, the Father, having destroyed every ruler and power and authority. He destroyed all of them. Watch what he says. Christ must reign until he almost all his enemies beneath his feet. And the last enemy to be destroyed is death. Stop right there. Now that's what somebody ought to have me. Second Timothy 1 and 10, I think. It said, the last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. Do I need to get up here and find it for you? I gave you this verse already when I was teaching. Look at 1 Corinthians 15, 54, 54 through 58. We'll use that. 1 Corinthians 15, 54 through 58. We're going to do that in wherever you're the NLT. You don't have to change just through that. And uh-huh. wherever you are. You got Timothy? Here we go. And now he has made all these plans to us by the appearing of Jesus Christ, our Savior. He broke the power of death. He destroyed the power of death. And he eliminated the way to life and immortality. How did he do it? He did it through the gospel. Through the good news. And Paul said, he chose me to be a preacher, an apostle, and a teacher of this good news. So he put, he already destroyed death. That's what the King James says. All right. Now, I only, I only want just what, you, what I give you. You don't have to go to the other stuff. 1 Corinthians 15, 54. Uh, good news, NLT, one of those. All right. Then when our dying bodies have been transformed into bodies that will never die. Now, here's what people got. You know what they saw? They saw a natural body. Your natural body ain't dying. It's your soul until you get life. All right. Then when our dying bodies have been transformed into bodies that would never die. Well, that's all what God transformed is your soul. He's not transforming your physical body. That's why I hear people, that I, before I got really know Christ, they said, I looked at my hand. <laughs> My hand looked new. I looked at my feet, and they did too. And they go through all this stuff. I'm like, I must not be changing. I got the same feet, same hand. Because he ain't talking to that guy out there. Talking about your soul. All right, keep going. Let's go up there. Then when our dying bodies have been transformed into the body that would never die, that's what he puts you in Christ. Now you never die. This scripture will be fulfilled. Watch what happened. Death is swallowed up in victory. So when God puts you in Christ, what happened? Death is swallowed up in victory. You don't have no death into a, into a believer. 
Your physical body going to die, but your soul will never die. Your soul is in Christ, in life. I gave that Romans 8, 1 and 2, remember? He said, then when our dying bodies are transformed into the body that will never die, the scripture will be fulfilled, death is swallowed up in victory. Next verse. Oh, death, here it is. Where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? The word sting means power. Death, where is your sting? Death, where is your power? The, the sting, I'm sorry, Sin is the sting that results in death. Otherwise, sin gives death its power. And the law gives sin its power. Okay, let's start over here. All we're on the other side, what did God give Adam first? Come on, now he gave him a law. Thou shalt not eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil with a law. First of all, he gave him a law. What did Adam do? He ate of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. He broke the law. God said, the days you eat thereof, you go surely. So what came first? What came first? The law. After the law came? Sin. And after sin came? Death. And after death came the grave, which was the devil. The grave was hell. And now all the power went to the devil. So the devil is the, has the, had, had the power of sin. What did the devil have? Now I told you write that down. I told you before write that down. I'm going to ask you until you remember. The power that the devil had was sin. Now put that verse up there again. We're in 1 Corinthians 15 something. We should be like 57. 57. Back up to 57 again. Oh death where's your victory? Oh grave where's your sting? The sting of the for sin is a sting that results in death. That's what death, when sin came, he gave the death. The law gave sin its power. So what did God fulfill? The law. So once he fulfilled the law, he stopped sin, he stopped death, and the devil had no more power. Can you see that? So that's what you got to understand when you got people talking about, well, I'll go over to this church. We have to be at the church seven days a week. Just go right ahead. Go back up on the law. See, that's the curse. That's why you get the curses when you go back on the law. That's Galatia 3.10. Now, I got a whole lot of stuff. I, I just, just got to give them to me. If you wrote them down, just boom, boom, boom. Hebrew 9.26, one of them. Let's go to them. All I'm saying, I cause them out. Tell you to write them down. That's all I can do. And I wait for you to put them on the screen. Hebrew 9.26, give me that one. See, I gave you a lot. I gave you all my ammunition. Hebrew 9.26. If, if, if that had been necessary, if it had been necessary, Christ would have had to die again and again, even once in the even once the world began, he had died again. But now, once for all time, otherwise he's going to say, once in the end of the world, he has appealed to put away sin by the sacrifice of sin. Put that in the King James. I like that better. Put that in the King James. He removed sin by, the, by his own death and sacrifice. Hebrews 9.26, For then must he offer a suffer since the foundation of the world, but now once in the end of the world. Remember Jesus died when? In the end of the world. Now Jesus died in the end of the world, then the end of the world had to be the end of all those things I was talking about. 
in the Old Testament. For then must he often have suffered since the foundation of the world, but now once at the end of the world has he appeared to put away sin. Remember I told you that? He put it away. I gave you that Romans chapter 8 already, 1, 2, 3, 4. He came in for sin, condemned sin in the flesh. He came and he put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. And yet people would tell you still got it. Go to 1 John chapter number 3. For it's appointed to man once to die, after death to judgment. Go to, that's why Christ is your death. That's why you believe in the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. Because Christ's birth is your birth. His death is your death. His burial is your burial. His resurrection is your resurrection. Because that's where your faith at. You don't have one of your own. What people are teaching you about them will put you in the grave, they're teaching you your resurrection. And that's why I'm here to show you that your resurrection is in Christ. If you be risen with Christ. Okay? Now, you got to get both these tapes together to be able to make sense, okay? Probably. Okay. But what, what am I got here? 1 John 3.15. 1 John 3.15 is where I want to start at. Whosoever hated his brother is a murderer. That's 2 John. 1 John 2 or something. That's 1 John 3. That's not verse 15. <laughs> I just said, huh? 1 uh, John 2.15. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 2.15. I thought I said 3. I'm sorry. 2.15. I'm sorry. I know that's not what I want. First John 2.15. Because it tell you what all the world is. Love not the world. Now remember, love not the world can't be the planet. Because you ain't out here loving no world. You're not out here no 15, 3 o'clock in the morning with no planet. You out here with the world. <laughs> love not the world. He's going to tell you what the world is. Neither the thing that are in the world He's going to tell you what the world is. He's going to tell you what's in it. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in it. You cannot love the world and God. For all that's in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, it's not of the Father. It's of the world. And what's going to happen to the world? The world passes away, and the lust thereof. But he that do the will of God, talking about believing Christ, death, burial, and resurrection, you're going to abide forever. So you got a choice. You can keep on going with the world, you're going to die, and you're going to go to the grave, which is hell. And hell will be cast into the leg of fire. Let, let me give that this morning about the souls. Because in Thessalonians, they asked that, and we're done. Oh, my God. Uh... I think in Revelation 20, how long? Somebody give me that this morning. He asked the Lord, how long? Yeah. Praise the Lord. Y'all forgot that quick? What is it, sis? She'll say what she wants to say a lot. It's six. Uh, Wisconsin, it's six. Okay. Revelation 26. So verse four. Wisconsin. 
All right, come on, Revelation 24. Revelation 20 and 4. I messed with her twice today, huh? Brother Yance ain't here. I got to get her. <laughs> Revelation 24. Are you ready back there? I saw thrones, and they that sat upon the throne, judgment was given to them. I saw the souls. Watch this. See, man told you your soul going to go on that ground over there. But he said, I saw the souls of them that were beheaded. Remember those people who were Jews during the days of Paul, when they rejected and said they don't believe in Christ, they reject Christ's death, death, and resurrection. They didn't, that's not their faith. But they reject who Christ is. They ask you, do you, are you a follower of Jesus Christ? No, I don't know the man. I don't believe. That's why they were going to kill Peter like that. They came and got Peter. James, they cut James' head off. They came for Peter. But God told Peter, get up. The chain fell off and told him to go out and get in the, go in and preach. Go in and preach. Don't let nobody stop you. They locked him up and had him guarded with four quartoniums of people who had chains on his feet and hand, led him around like he was a prisoner. The Lord, sent, came, Lord, the Lord himself came and walked into Peter's tomb and where Peter was kept and said, hey, get up from here. And all his chains fell off. That's in your Bible. Now go back out there and preach. And then they came in and said, where's that man at? He said, I don't know where yet. One man said, he's in the temple all that preaching. What? I locked that man up. What were the people who guarded him? Because they're going to cut their heads off. Four people were guarding him around the clock. And the Lord came in, and when he walked in, they all fell down. He walked up to Peter and said, get up, let's go. And when he walked out the gate, the gate opened up his own accord. He is the man. I don't know if y'all, I don't know if y'all understand this, but our Lord, he is the man, brother. That's who we follow him. That's who we believe in. Let me get through this last, what I'm doing. Huh? Revelation 6 and 10. Here we go. Revelation 6 and 10. They were beheaded, what I want to show you. The souls were beheaded. All that was good too, but they, they were, that's how they were saved. They were beheaded. The souls that was on it all. I got two minutes. I got to go. Here you go. I'm just going to finish this because they're they still on Revelation 20 and I can't go nowhere. Hold on. And I saw thrones and they that sat up on the throne just... <laughs> Revelation 6 and 10, stay right there. And they cry with... Huh? That's why I do my own note. Verse 9. Mark it in your Bible. You won't make that mistake. Just mark it. You can know the Bible. Go back to verse 9 there. Revelation 6 and 9, just one verse. And when he had opened the fifth seal, I saw in the altar the souls, there they are, the souls of them that were slain, neck, head cut off, for the word of God and for the testimony which they held, which was Jesus, the Son of God. That was their testimony. Keep going, keep going. Verse 10, and they cried with a loud voice, and how long, O Lord, hold in truth of the, the, the judge, avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth. See, that's what would happen. Paul, would kill, Paul killed a lot of them. White robes were given to them, that every one of them, and it was said to them that they should rest a little while, a little season, until their fellow servants also and their brethren that were should be killed as they were should be fulfilled. That's what they were, head was cut off when we get to little late on in the chapel. My time is up. I thank you for you.
Thank you for listening to the Dora Faith Ministries podcast. I hope this message was a blessing to you and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. If you're listening on iTunes, be sure to give us a five-star rating. Also, be sure to find us online at www.mydoorfaith.org. That's www.mydoorfaith.org.